Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I am doing well as well. Before we get into the team, I got to ask you, I know you do a lot of driving when you're going back and forth between Indiana and here, but next time you go home to Indiana, will you be stopping at the uh, Indianapolis airport to see the newly installed basketball court that has been put at the airport? That thing was sweet. That if I saw that, that was insane. If I'm ever flying home, I'm definitely going to have to take a picture with that because that was beautiful. That's what, that's what Hoosier State's all about right there. Apparently, they put it up there because of the NBA All-Star game coming. Yeah. I hope they leave it up there. I don't know how practical an airport basketball court is, but I hope they leave it up there. I know. You would think or you would hope like the rest of the season, but I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to get word if you, again, if you do fly back at some point, we'll have to get word on that. Let's start with the team here. Since we last spoke again, you have started conference play. You are 2-1. and one. Let's kind of work from the back and forward here. I watched a lot of that first game against Maine. Now, that's a tough trip. That's a good team. Um, tough shooting night for you guys. Tough shooting afternoon. Take me through that opener of league play against Maine. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm chalking it up to a pretty bad just game overall. I just think that, you know, things weren't going our way. And, you know, when you just kind of like step on the court, it just seems like things aren't going your way. Shots aren't going in. The crowd's kind of going crazy. It feels like everything's kind of going against you. And I think we were trying to get out of it. but at the time, I don't think we were as confident in our zone offense as we have gotten. We've gotten a lot of practice now. Um, I don't know if we were, we were like expecting them to maybe be in it a little bit, but not the entire game. So, um, you know, I think it was definitely like lack of confidence in the zone offense, um, moving the ball around, pe- being people using their strengths. Um, we just weren't getting people like, you know, in the areas where they're best playing. So, um, but we've definitely gone back to the drawing board, worked on that, and I think that we've done a really good job since then. Basketball nerd here for a second. Are you seeing less less zone this year than you did last year? Because I remember last year, the high-low, especially with like Delaney and Anna Olsen being a huge part of your offense. I feel like I haven't seen that as much this year. Is that just because you're seeing less zone this year than you did last year, or is it something else? Well, I think we're seeing actually way more zone this year just because I think you know, for a while, our three-point percentage hasn't been as high, so people are wanting to clog the lane. Um, so, yeah, definitely seeing way more zone than we ever have. Um, I think it's just kind of the way that the offense is right now because they're packing the lane so much. The high-low opportunities aren't there as much, but I think once we start hitting consistently from the outside, we're going to see that high-low happen a lot more often. 276th right now in the nation in three-point percentage is your team. Is it just keep shooting, or is it you're trying to work inside first and then kind of reopen up the outside? I think just continuing to give shooters confidence. You know, they're in the gym. They're working on it. And um, when they're shooting with confidence, it looks great. Um, So just continuing to put that faith and trust behind them. But also the people that like to get into the paint, like inside game, me, Anna, um, we love to play in that area. And so still continuing to try and do what we do, which is getting inside because that's creating those opportunities um, as well as creating opportunities for ourselves. Um, So I think if people just continue to stick to their role and continue to stay confident in it, even if they're maybe in a little bit of a slump or just an off day, um, continuing to be confident in that, um, in that role that they are in, um, I think is going to continue to get us out of it and, you know, get teams to stop playing zone on us. So 
Emma Otterback, UVM women's basketball standout with us here on the Brady Farkas show on DEV. Second game of league play was against UMBC. That was that interesting, like, matinee, like, kids' day or whatever. It was a very big and raucous crowd at UMBC for that one. What was that environment like? Because you guys have a, have a kids' day or a school day coming up here uh, against UMass Lowell, I think, in two games from now. Yeah, um, it was a really cool atmosphere. It's funny because at times I feel like they didn't really know who they were cheering for. So <laughs> at times they were actually cheering for us. And it was funny. That actually happened when we played Holy Cross last year, too. Like the little kids started cheering for us. Um, but honestly, it's like you don't take any of the boos personally. They are just told to boo. They're told <laughs> when to cheer. And so it's just like the energy was really good. It was kind of hard to hear sometimes. But um, it made for a really fun atmosphere, and especially when we started turning things around and um, all the screaming and stuff like that, it was really cool for our team to kind of see things turn around offensively. From my vantage point, I look at it and say that your team started slow in that game and then really turned it on in the third quarter. Do you look at it that way, or do you look at it as this is what early conference play is all about? Yeah, I mean, there were definitely shots that we, our teammates normally, my teammates normally hit, including myself, that just weren't, you know, going in. It was just kind of like uh, the, we're, you know, we're used to playing Patrick Jim and you go into UMBC with that big bowl type feel. And um, just like the depth perception, you got to get used to it a little bit. And um, it was an early game. So there's just like little things that, and obviously early conference play and also being, you know, um, a really good team this year, defending champions. So it's like everybody's going to bring their best version. So still trying to remember to start out strong, regardless of all these other things that are kind of getting in the way, um, potentially reasons why we could start off slow. We still need to start strong. And um, I think that could be it. And then I think at halftime, instead of going backwards, we went forwards and created more momentum, more energy. And that's exactly what we needed to do. So I was really proud of our team. Third quarter seems like it's been a strength for this team this year, right? Yeah. In a lot of the games you have won, especially games that started out close, feels like the third quarter has been a separator. What is it about after halftime that has this team um, so confident? Yeah, honestly, I think it's just like a mental reset in the locker room, just like a mental reset with confidence and just energy, like really overseeing kind of what happened in the first half. If we didn't bring it, then it's like, okay, come on, guys. Like we know from now on, like, Nobody is going to take it easy on us. And so if we come out this second half low on energy again, like they're going to end the game right there. Like we got to completely turn around that energy. And honestly, we responded really well. And like you said, a lot of those games, we've turned things around. We've been able to get a win. So we just got to figure out how to do it for 40 minutes. Speaking of 40 minutes, I think it was the UMBC game. You played all 40 minutes, and that hasn't been the case as much this year as it was last year. You have gotten a little bit more of a, of a breather at times. Um, how do you go about playing 40 minutes? And I'm also like impressed, like again, basketball nerd-wise, not getting in foul trouble when you're playing in 40 minutes. Yeah, thank you. Um, honestly, I, I don't mind it. It's fine. I love being on the floor. Uh, so not complaining over here. Um, it's definitely like a big thing cardio wise, but we've kind of talked about that where, you know, I've been really trying to on my all years of college, just really trying to prepare for those situations because, you know, I want to be on the court as much as I can. So 40 minutes, if it has to be 40 minutes, I'm all all for it. Um, head down, grinding. And honestly, like in the UMBC game, I felt fine. I was so locked in. It just didn't even really occur to me that I was playing 40 minutes. You know, I was talking about this with AD last week. Um, I personally am not a fan of the Thursday-Saturday 
conference schedule. I liked it better when it was like, I think Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like what we have now. You have gone through the gauntlet of doing it on the road. How challenging is it to do it when you are a road team? You're talking about the quick turnaround, the travel time, UMBC to NJIT is not like going next door. So what is it like from a travel perspective, a recovery perspective, et cetera? Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, I really don't know why we switched it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's not really good recovery wise having one day in between in terms of like recovery and travel. If you have to travel on the same day that you're trying to recover, but also having to do one day of scout, it just does not make sense to me at all. With that being said though, I mean, everybody's doing it. So everyone's going to have to figure out how to do it. Um, I think NJIT, like our legs were just, you know, they were dead. It was back to back. And um, but we pushed through and it just shows kind of battling adversity and we're going to be tired towards the end of conference. And maybe we're learning now how to push through when our legs are tired. So I guess that's a positive in it, but yeah, not a fan. It may vary like trip to trip that you're doing, but how did you handle the trip logistically? Did you leave UMBC? Now, that was a day game, I guess for you, which is lucky. So did you leave Thursday, get to NJIT kind of later on Thursday? Did you get a full practice on Friday? What was that like? Yeah, we left Thursday since the game was at 11 a.m. Thankfully that it wasn't like a night game or anything. But um, and then left, drove to NJIT and then had a full practice um, in NJIT's practice gym. So not even in their main court, um, but still had a full practice. So that was nice. But only one day of scout and then played. At, I think it was at what 1 p.m. Yeah. yeah, 1 p.m. And then um our flight wasn't until 10 p.m. So we went to Bella's aunt's house and just <laughs> hung out there for hours um, and then didn't get back till super, super late. So it was a brutal trip. Since we last spoke, one of the positive developments for this team has been Kira Hansen, who yeah. uh, has come off the bench, had six threes in that main game, had tw 19 points, I think, against UMBC. Really has a very nice-looking shot. And for a team that's been struggling from three, is certainly a welcome addition to kind of what you guys are doing. Talk to me about kind of her development, what she's meant over these last two weeks or so. Yeah, so Kira is my, my little sis. Um, <laughs> and everybody on this team, we know how dominant she is as a scorer and she's always bringing that in practice and I think you know as you're an underclassman there's just a lot of things that you have to learn in terms of like the system and um, overall like kind of what she wants offensively and defensively and I think that she's really bought in recently it's been getting her um, a lot more playing time which is great we want her on the floor and I think a big thing that Crest has been talking about in the media as well is her defense has been getting a lot better and I think when she's playing really good defense, she's getting a lot more minutes and she's able to kind of get in that groove offensively. Um, I think that in the beginning of the season, you know, she was like kind of sitting for a while. So getting back in and having to score offensively, it's hard, you know, when you're sitting for that long, but she's able to kind of feel that rhythm and get a couple shots up and then get that confidence going. And when Kira's confident, it's really, really hard to guard you know, playing against her every single day. She's a very, very good scorer. Um, so, again, we already all knew that, but now everybody is starting to see it. So if we can get Kira staying um, on the outside, I'm looking for her at all times because she is a dominant three-point shooter. So, um, And, you know, she's going to keep doing it the more she's on the floor. So really hope that she can kind of stay out there, do what she's doing. She's doing a really good job. 
lastly, it's been a challenging, kind of well-documented, challenging year for Delaney Richardson offensively, but she did hit the 1,000-point total uh, for her career the other day. That's a club that you are in. Speak kind of to her and kind of uh, what that means to you, what that means to her, to the program. Yeah, I mean, Delaney, in my eyes, she's way more than a shooter. I think she brings so much more to the table. She's an amazing flasher, um, seals very well. It's so easy to, to get the ball to her inside. Um, playing with her for so long, it's like I can read her game and um, she can read me. And so we play really well together. So regardless, and also she's just so smart. Her IQ is like off the charts and it's been really nice playing with her for all these years. So to me and I still, no matter what, believe in her. She's an amazing shooter. Um, so regardless, she'll always have that that trust in me. And, you know, I was so excited for her to get her 1,000 points. She's earned it. She's worked her butt off. Um, and so for her and Anna to get it, you know, she got it obviously in a tough game against Maine. But both of them getting those 1,000 points, well-deserved, um, great teammates, great players. And so I'm just really happy for the both of them. Emma Utterback, UVM women's basketball star, 11 and 7. Finally, a home game here inside league play coming up on Thursday. So, first of three here at home as we kind of do this back and forth dance with these three game uh, home and road trips. So, Emma, best of luck to you and the team. We'll catch up in two weeks. Awesome. Thank you for having me.